good. Some more traffic, man. Fucking Toronto, dude. I don't know, man. This fucking place. I'm in a different Airbnb now, a different kind of place, but it's just... Well, I guess I'm not. I mean, I'm still... I'm in a different part of town, but all the streets in this town are crazy long. So, uh, I was complaining about Warden Avenue before. My new Airbnb is also on Warden, just fucking way far away in a different part of Warden. Anyway, welcome to How to Write a Novel. The intermittent, occasional, pretty frequent lately. Just the fucking adventures of a guy writing a novel. I don't know how useful any of this is, but, uh, you know, I always found that uh, I kind of fell off the wagon, but I used to like listening to podcasts about writing just to get in that mindset, just to hear somebody yammering about the process of writing. So that's kind of what I'm doing, just talking about my experiences. So today, uh, a similar, a common theme that's been coming up a lot lately is the day kind of getting away from me. And it's like, uh, I mean, I guess I do a lot of walking, you know, I just, uh, I just walk a lot because I don't feel good about life on earth if I don't move around and do stuff. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, I spent a lot of today just walking because it's funny, like the day got away from me. What did I fucking actually do today? I edited a different podcast. I mean, that's kind of it. I just edited a podcast. It's funny because I borrowed my friend's PlayStation and I was all set to fucking play video games. I just can't fit it in. <laughs> There's just not enough time. And I don't have a job right now. I remember actually when uh, I was working at this cheesecake shop in Vancouver when Fallout 4 came out. And I noticed like my writing just disappeared, just ground to a halt. And I was like, dude, what's going on? And then I realized it's because I had a job and I was playing Fallout 4. And you just can't do all those things. You can have a job and do writing. You can play a Fallout game and do writing. But you can't have a job, play Fallout, and do writing. There's not enough time. Luckily, I broke that cycle because Fallout 4 is not a very good game. My least favorite Fallout game by a long shot, but... uh. But unfortunately, it took me a while to figure that out. I mean, I played it for like a hundred hours before I realized it was a very poor game, very shallow, very lacking in all the things that I liked about Fallout games. But anyway, the point is, I was on my way back home, hadn't gotten any writing done. And as I was saying last episode, there's that fantasy I have that it's like, well, maybe I'll just do some writing at home. But as I said last episode, Like, I've just learned from myself that that's not going to happen. One of the big shifts in the past few years that's made me much more productive about writing is to not believe my own bullshit, you know? Not to uh, have expectations about myself that don't come true. For me to write every day in a consistent way, I gotta leave the house and I gotta write out in the world somewhere. Because if I keep it for when I get home, It's just not going to happen. Which is absolutely what would have been the case today. I would have gone home and started playing Bloodborne and that would be the fucking end of it. But since this is a new Airbnb I just moved into yesterday, I don't really know the neighborhood and it's uh, it's where things get very confusing. 
where the Danforth starts to curve. And uh, I somehow I took a wrong turn, but I didn't realize that. I was walking and walking, and I'm like, where the fuck is this place? Like, it's got to be coming up eventually. It's like, I didn't think it was this far away. And then I saw Tim Hortons. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't realize there was a Tim Hortons so near my Airbnb. And that's when I finally started to clue in. I'm like, there's definitely not, <laughs> you know? I would have noticed that for sure. So one of the great benefits of having a new phone, I've got, to, I don't have a data plan, but I've got the downloaded map of Toronto. So I pulled it up, looked up Pilkington Drive. I had just passed and it's like, oh shit. Like I took a wrong turn. I'm not even on Warden. I guess I'm still on the Danforth, I think, yeah. So it's like, oh, that's what happened. Fucking 10 minutes back, I missed a turn. But it really worked out for the best because I was fucking getting fed up of walking. And it's like, well, cool, man. There's that Tim Hortons. It's, you know, it's late, but it's not super late. It's like 9.30 at night at this point. I swung by the Tim Hortons. They're open till 11. So I'm like, good, fucking get a bagel. Sit the fuck down. Sit your happy fucking ass down for an hour and do some work. This was a, a great benefit that I took that wrong turn. Because I get in there, buy me a shitty ass Tim Hortons bagel. And man, I always feel better, like once I'm sitting down doing work. And, uh, you know, generally in most days, I, I don't get a ton done on any given day. That's a rare occurrence that I really get a lot done. And today in particular, like very little, but since I had the Wi-Fi connection of the Tim Hortons, I'm working on three different projects right now, so I kind of just cleaned up stuff, little bottlenecks that had built up. Like, uh, so this one story I'm working on, the little uh, visual novel game I'm writing, there was a character that I just, uh, she's kind of like this hippie, blue hair, dreadlocked barista. Should have like a fancy pants hipster name. So I just thought like, oh, I should name her after a Smashing Pumpkins song. Because the Smashing Pumpkins have a bunch of songs that are just cool, cool names, basically. I just couldn't think of one off the top of my head, so I just uh, made a little note of like, oh yeah, go find Smashing Pumpkins name for this. But then I was never near Wi-Fi. Every time I'm writing, I just didn't have Wi-Fi. So that note had just been sitting there and not getting fixed. So that's all I did for that story today is I just finally cleaned that up. What name did I go with? Let's look. Because then as I looked it up, it wasn't as fertile a thing as my memory led me to think it was. It was actually kind of tough to find Smashing Pumpkin song names that sounded like cool names. But I went with Medelia. M-E-D-E-L-L-I-A. So anyway, that's all I did on that story. Named that character. Then on my big novel, similar thing where I had this little thing I was wanted one of the characters to say that I just didn't have the right words for. I don't, I'm not usually big on uh, looking up synonyms and antonyms and stuff because I feel like that's kind of a bad habit. If you start pulling from words you don't actually know, words that aren't actually in your vocabulary, it's real easy for your writing to just get uh, you know, overblown and just kind of tiresome to not actually sound like you and to not actually use words that people use. The English language, if anything, has too many words. Like, there's just so many words that aren't actually useful. 
you know, they're hyper specific, but if people don't know what they mean, I mean, if you had to look it up and you don't know what it means, what are the chances that someone else knows what it means? But in this case, it was just ascent. I was just, yeah, I just wanted a synonym of ascent and uh, I went with endorsement, you know, not a fancy name, not a complicated name. Just, uh, just, I don't know, my brain just wasn't working right for this sentence for some reason. And I just made a note like, just go look up the synonyms. Just go find the word you're actually meaning to use that just for whatever reason you can't think of. It was endorsement and then I also double checked the definition of codified just to make sure. I did not expect endorsement of such codified behavior. Codified, do people say? I guess codified is how people pronounce it, but it should be codified, shouldn't it? Well, whatever. I'm an idiot, as uh, you haven't figured that out by now. So that's basically all I did on that story today. A little tiny bit after that, but not much. Very little. And I guess that's just kind of the, the point that I've made many times before, and I'm just making again. Whoa, wait, is that my Airbnb? Ah, uh, dude, I just turned down, I saw my little map. There's this little street called Mac Street that connects the Danforth and Warden. Yeah, that's the place. Holy shit. Across the street from this intersection is my, uh, my Airbnb. That's sweet. So there is a Tim Hortons really near here that I just found by accident. Awesome. See, that's the only, uh, thing I like about not having a map. I like stumbling on weird stuff. It's kind of fun, but I did it for many years, so uh, now I'm a map boy. Yeah, that's sweet though. It's good to know. I don't have to hike as far away as I thought I did to get somewhere coffee shop-ish around here. But yeah, just that little bit of work doesn't sound like a lot, and it isn't a lot. Sounds like it's not a big deal to not do it. But that is just basically what I've learned is that these, this is what makes the difference. These are the little bits that add up. Because if I just skipped this today, because whatever, it's not that much, it's not a big deal. Who cares if I don't do it today? Well, if I don't care today, tomorrow is just another today, you know? I'm not going to care tomorrow. I'm not going to care the next day. I'm not going to care the next day. I've just, it's just happened to me so many times that I've been working on something and, and then suddenly I just realized like, man, it's been four months. When did I stop working on that? When did that become something I'm not doing anymore? You know, what the fuck is the deal here? And that just happened to me over and over and over for like my whole 20s and some of my 30s, you know? And this is it. This is the moment. Like this is just, you know, how the, the only thing is now, you know, the past and the present. It's all just a, it's not real. It's just a conception way that our brain conceives of things the only thing that is actually happening and that ex actually exists is the now and this is the point of the now this is how the now the moment grows into the completion of a long-term project is just dumb little stuff like this this is it there's no big secret to writing like this is it just go sit down Take the time to do something, just a little something. And I mean, I was there for an hour, but I was fucking... Oh, when I was looking up the Smashing Pumpkins thing, it's like, oh, they just put out some new singles. They have a new album coming out. All right, let me go watch the two new videos. Let me read the wiki page of the new album. You know, it just kind of fucked around. That's why I was there an hour, but I didn't do an hour of work. But 
But it's fine. I did something and it feels so much better to do something than to do nothing. And then uh, my third story that I'm working on, it's about these two girls trapped on an island. And they have a little food machine. It's kind of set in like the near future type thing. So they have a little food machine that makes them boring little cliff bars with no taste. So they aren't going to starve to death. It's just about them not going crazy. And I just wrapped up a chapter of that that was almost done where I've got this sort of recurring thing going on where during the daytime things aren't so bad but at night it gets scary so the older kid tells stories to the younger kid and that's something I want to get into but I think I'll save it for another episode because I just didn't expect to get home so fast but something I wonder about about the uh, having the right disposition to be a writer I don't know, I'm going to sort of try to self-psychoanalyze myself at some point about just, it's funny, just jumping into this little chapter of the story and just, just this little moment, this little image in this chapter of these two girls and it's the end of the chapter, so like she's telling the story to the younger girl, but she, you know, she pauses as like a test to see if the other, if the smaller girl is still awake and there's no answer, no question, no words, just just the kid asleep and the older kid just kind of cranes her head back to look at the horizon and just that's the way the chapter ends just she's she's still awake she's just staring at the dark horizon and just that insinuation that it's like this is you know you're the older kid you're the one who's got to figure this situation out you're the one who's got to look after the littler kid And even just jumping into that story for a moment and just inhabiting that little scene for 10 minutes while I finished up that chapter, just that I can really get into it and just kind of feel it. And like I'm just sitting at this Tim Hortons and I'm like, uh, like I just feel like that little eyes watering a little bit, throat just getting a little, like I just feel sad for these characters, feel like emotional about this situation. Even though it's the story I made up and that I take this little visit into there every day you know similar thing with my story about the rhino girl on the space station that book that story is all about just trying to contain your boiling rage you know and it's shocking how over and over I'm working on that story for a year and I can still feel that when I go in and I mean it's like just to be emotionally in a way, it's like being connected to your emotions, but too much. Like, emotionally unstable. Like, fucking emotional intensity disorder, they call it. I mean, the old name was borderline personality disorder, but that doesn't make any sense. I guess I'm just getting into it here, right? But I'll probably get into it more later. You know, I've definitely, reading about that stuff, I'm like, this feels like something that I have. But, but this is the upside to it, you know? Just that you can, you can fucking feel it. And I think that can really help as a writer, because then if you don't feel it, then don't write that. Don't go in that direction, you know? I have a very clear compass, you know? My feelings are a really clear, like, yeah, this is the right direction or this is the wrong direction. If I feel emotionally invested in this story, it's the right direction. And I can feel that just day after day after day after day. It's very easy for me to to access that part of myself and I wonder like I wonder what it must be like to not be like that to be a, a more neurotypical person 
I bet it's better in a lot of ways, but I bet it's worse if you're a writer. If you're a writer, I don't think you would want that. I don't think you would want things to be unclear. I don't think you would want to be the kind of person who has to take other people's advice, you know, or needs fucking beta readers and just like who isn't sure, you know, that it isn't clear. To me, it's so clear and like to the point that it doesn't matter if other people don't like the stuff I write. It doesn't matter if it doesn't work for most people. It's gonna work for the people that are like me. And that's another part of my weird personality is like, that's, I can't care about anything except that. That's all I care about, you know? It's all I care about. If 10 people in the world are the only people that like this shit, but they love it, you know, it's some of their favorite shit, then that's the goal. That's the fucking idea. Anyway, enough rambling, cause I'm home. Fucking gonna go inside now, play video games. For song of the day, this is this band I Mother Earth that were pretty well known in Canada in the 90s. And then they switched singers and put out an album that did sort of okay. And then a second album with the new singer that did terrible, that nobody listened to and no one cared about. But I was digging through it and there's this song called Passenger that is just beautiful, man. Listening to this song really made me think of like being on like a pirate ship at night when everyone's asleep but you're still awake for some reason you're sleeping on the deck because it's too hot to sleep below deck and you're staring up at the stars just thinking about your weird life drifting through the sea but I think this could also really apply to that girl laying in a little shallow cave needing to figure out how to look after this other kid and not knowing what to do and just staring out at the darkness. Perfect song for that. So here's uh, Passenger by I Mother Earth. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Then I woke seven whole days gone The sunrise is perfect Taking aim, changing colors while it burns made my stomach turn It made me quite unsure Less a diamond On a road with no horizon Then it comes I'm stardust
I'm stuck.